Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Love Unlocks on this uh, here in Cape Town. It's a very, very cold uh, Thursday morning. I don't know where you are dialing in from, but uh, please let us know where you're coming from and listening from. We would love to hear from you. Uh, what what a great day and what an amazing moment to to be with you guys in this way. Thank you for joining us online. Love Unlocks is a place where I speak to some amazing people with wonderful stories about how God's love has unlocked their lives and how they are continually uh, sharing that love of God with others and seeing how God's love then unlocks their lives. And it's brought to you by our, by our ministry called Love Key. And the heart of Love Key is to see healthy families build a healthy nation. We really believe that if you want to change the world, you need to go home and love your family. And uh, we, we just minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. And we believe that unity starts at home. So it's a great privilege to, to talk to people who've got the same heart, got the same focus, and, uh, and bring that message across. And I believe that through these stories, we can all get some hope, inspiration, encouragement, and grow closer to, to Jesus. So thank you very much for joining us. Please let us know where you're coming from. I can see your, your comments. We've got pe people from Port Elizabeth, uh, Heidelberg, uh, uh, someone from New Zealand is dialing in, uh, Neisner, so cool to see you all. Good morning, good morning. What a wonderful thing to, to see. Uh, today I've got a very, very special guest and uh, I feel so honored and privileged that, that he made time for us on this platform. Um, you will all know him or most of you will definitely know Uncle Angus. He is uh, a true father of our nation. Uh, he's a I think, you know, he's, he's definitely uh, an African in his bones, born in Zimbabwe, Farmed in Zambia, now farmed in South Africa. Um, he and then he is a farmer turned evangelist. Uh, you've seen the photos of him doing these things. He's got many books available, many books out that are changing people's lives every day, and uh, and they've just released an app that uh, where you can go to to listen to his daily devotions, uh, there's in, and, and it's available in many different formats. Uh, so it's my honor and my privilege to welcome to Love Unlocks, Uncle Angus Bucken. Yay! Thank you so much. <laughs> Good morning, Uncle Hello. Angus. How are you? It's an honor, Heinz. It's an honor to be able to speak to you. Uh, thank you so much. South champion <laughs> <laughs> oh what a privilege and uh, you're coming to us from your farm what what is what is the weather like there we've got a very chilly cape town today but what is what is it like yeah. over there yeah actually in my prayer room right okay this is where i spend most of my time all right this is my this is the original house that i built 43 years ago wow um out of mud watland dorm still standing there it is Wow. I'll put up a nice photo for you of some horses, you know. Beautiful. A, I love it. A, a horse. Um, the weather is quite windy, um, so it's a little bit dangerous when it comes to fires. Okay. But um, it's not it's something we, we're used to. You know, as farmers, we've got to uh, take the rough with the smooth. <laughs> but uh, it's an honor to also be able to speak to you. No, thank you so much. Uh, the honor is all mine, and uh, I know that you have another appointment, so I, I want to get right down to asking some questions. I would love to 
for people to get to know you a little bit better. And then I, I would love to get into your story of, of how Jesus has unlocked your life. Uh, but before we get there, uh, I love to ask about family. I know family is, is close to your heart as well. Uh, so I would love to know how long have you and uh, your beautiful wife, Jill, been married? Well, our oldest boy uh, is probably older than you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're putting me on a bit of a spot here. But anyway, uh, Andy's 50. I've got another daughter, 49. Okay. I've got another daughter, 43, uh, 46. All right. My other son is 43, and my baby is about 38. We've been married for a long time. Yeah, a long time. All right. And um, when, what's the first word that pops into your mind when you think of your wife? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, my wife is the total opposite to me, Heinz. That's probably why we get on so well together. <laughs> okay. She, Opposites attract. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah, she's quiet. That's exactly right, actually. She is quiet. She's deep. She's an intercessor. She is a mother. She's a wife. She's my best friend. And, uh, yeah, God bless me with her. You know, uh, she's the handbrake. She's <laughs> the handbrake for me. Uh, I think that's why I'm still alive because of Jill. Otherwise, I would have been with Jesus a long time ago. Wow. Because I can't say no <laughs> and I can't stop. I think you're a bit the same as me. That's why you're laughing so much. Yeah, they, they bring wisdom yeah. to the table. <laughs> there we go. Very they special. They bring wisdom to the table. And you know, you know Heinz, on a, on a serious note, uh, and there's a word maybe for some young couples, you know, we talk about the man being the head of the home, and he is. And that's why we do mighty men conferences to teach men to be prophet, priest, and king in their homes. Yes. But without my wife, I, I couldn't make it. Eh? Yeah. Um, you know, when I come home, when I started farming, when we came down from Zambia uh, in 1976, <laughs> you know, I would come home at night and Jill would always have a hot meal for me. Sure. Know? We had no water in those days. We had no cell phones. There was no electricity. We we bought a piece of bush and we we started from square one. Wow. And if she had been standing with me, I would never have made it. And, you know, people are saying, you know, you've done a few things in your life. And I want to tell you, Heinz, it's not me. It's God. But yes. it's through my wife. Wow. And my children. My children are serving the Lord. My grandchildren are serving the Lord. And all the glory goes to to the Lord, but it's my wife who's been the one who's done it. That's amazing. Uh, a, a friend of mine once told me that the, the ancient Hebrew word for the word helper, when the Bible says God gave man a helper, it actually means military aid. And if you think of, you know, the spiritual <laughs> spiritual warfare yeah. side of things, that, that makes a lot of yeah. sense to, to have a military Absolutely. aid. Absolutely. Yeah, it's powerful. Uh, you know, like, like, most, like most people, Heinz, We've all been through tests, yeah. okay? And you know, I've yet to meet a man worth his salt who hasn't been through fire. Yeah. If you look at all the, the, the mighty men of God in the Bible, all of them, right? Every single one of them, starting with Abraham, they've been through fiery trials. Yes. And I've had a few myself, as you probably know. Yeah. If you've seen the movie, Fight Like Potatoes. Yes. That's a true story. And if it wasn't for my wife, Jill, no, I wouldn't have made it. You know, she's been there for me through thick and thin. You've had a few tests yourself, I know, because I've been praying for you through them. Wow, thank you and so much. If, your wife, if she hasn't got your back, son, you're not going to make it, eh? So true. 
No, that's that's your your first partner uh, after Jesus. That's the most important relationship. It's so powerful. Yeah, sure. Thank you for sharing really? that. That's amazing. Uh, and I, I would like you to do a similar thing with your children. If you you name your kids and the first word that pops into your mind for for each of your children. Yeah, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Yeah, look, we, we, we could. We could be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. One yeah, word. One word. One word. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. My oldest, uh, my oldest child is Andy, and you know, he, I mean, you're a musician yourself, yeah. Heinz, of note. And Andy led the praise and worship at all the Mighty Men conferences. You know. Yes. Um, uh, so I would say, uh, for my oldest son, I would say leader. Good. Okay. Um, then my next uh, child is a daughter, Lindy. I would say steadfast. Beautiful. Then my next daughter is Robin. I would call her. I would call her. Yeah, she's got so many different uh, giftings. She actually takes care of the uh, finances of Sean Ministries. All right. She's also a high-grade English teacher. I would say she is uh, reliable. Stuart. And honest. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Stuart is a good too, yeah. Yeah. Then my next uh, child is uh, Fergie. He, he's the cowboy. He's, <laughs> he, he takes in horses. He, we breed American quarter horses, and it's his farm that I'm on now. I gave him the farm. Oh, wow. And Andy as well. I gave them the title deeds and the checkbook. Powerful. And, and the debt. <laughs> Gave it yeah. all. <laughs> I thought you'd like that, right? There's a, there's a tip for you. That's good. So, you know, I'm living here and I'm, I'm not paying Eskom. Yeah. I'm not paying lights and water. Yeah. I'm not paying rent. <laughs> they can't clever. chuck me off. I've yeah. been here for longer than three months. So, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> so, so, you're basically squatting. <laughs> I'm a squatter. That's I'm a funny. qualified squatter. Oh, my word. 43 years of squatting. That... And then I've got my last. Uh, Jilly, and I named her after her mother. And Jilly is just a ray of sunshine. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I have 11 grandchildren. I have seen that you're asking about family. I have yeah. 27 adopted children. Wow. Zulu children. Wow. They're, most of them all grown up. Some of them are professional rugby players. I've got Cordon Bleu chefs. I've got, and then I've obviously, on a serious note, time, some of the guys just haven't. Uh, Got there yet? They're still working through issues. Yeah. And then I've got 480 men, which I call my spiritual sons, whom I am mentoring. So what I do is I uh, pray for them every day. I send them a letter once a month, and I try my best to meet with them once a year. Powerful. Sure. That's amazing. I, I, I'm privileged to know one of them, uh, Joe Niemant. He's uh, a good friend of mine. And uh, he always yes. speaks, speaks very highly of you and, and the times he, he has with you. It's very special. Um, I would love to know what is, after so many years of farming, and, and I know you've given most of the, the actual, you know, the work and stuff over to the sons, but if you think of your time as a farmer, what is your favorite thing about farming? You're right. Well, you know, I suppose basically, we, you know, we mixed farmers, yeah. but um, I'm actually a stockman. At heart, you know, I love cattle, horses, sheep, and um, 
Probably the most famous thing, not famous, but the most enjoyable thing about farming for me was getting up early in the morning. You know, before the sun comes up, I'm a, I'm a four o'clock man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I always have been, and I'm still a four o'clock man. Sure. And then I have my breakfast at nine o'clock. Uh, like most farmers, I come back for breakfast. And even now as a preacher, you know, I'm spending that, those five hours with Jesus in the morning. And just a little a tip there, Heinz. Um, <laughs> uh, John Wesley, he said to his uh, preachers, and remember John Wesley probably was used by God for one of the biggest revivals the world has ever seen. Yeah. He said to his preachers, unless you can spend five hours a day in the presence of God, change your trade. Wow. Yeah, so I'm still farming. Um, not farming for, for, for cattle or sheep or goats or, or maize. I'm farming for souls. Yeah. And I'm probably, yeah, and, I'm, and that's not a cliche. I'm probably working harder now, Heinz, than I've ever worked in my entire life. Sure. Seriously. Wow. And, and I'm loving it. You know, you know, Heinz, I am living my dream. So good. Now, I don't know how many men of my age group can say that. Yeah. If you had said to me, Uncle Angus, if you had your life to live over again, what would you do? I would do exactly what I'm doing now. This is my whole life. This is what gets me up in the morning. This is what keeps me training. You know, I ride my horse every day, Heinz. Yeah. I've got an Appaloosa. His name is Snowy. He's more famous than me. Yeah. The kids all like <laughs> Snowy is awesome. We have the book of Snowy. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> my kids love it. Uh, that's Thank awesome. You. Uh, do, do you have a, I'm sure you have many, but is there a, a favorite Bible verse that, that jumps out at you? Something that you always, that, that's like in the forefront of your mind? Favorite Bible verse? Yo, well, there's 66 <laughs> Bible, uh, 66 books in the Bible. But my favorite is probably the one that we use for our ministry. Well, one of my favorites. I can't say it's my favorite. Okay. Um, Psalm 37 verse 4 which says, delight yourself in the Lord mm. and He will give you the desires of your heart. Sure. Beautiful. I love that one. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's similar to, to one of my favorites, which is Psalm 112. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and greatly delights yes. in obeying His commandments. It's, uh, it's powerful. Right. If we stick close to Him Beautiful. and do what He says, that's, that's where things change. Um, That's right. Exactly. We we can't travel right now, and I know that you, you are you normally travel extensively around the world. Um, but when you could do that, still, uh, what what is your favorite thing about traveling and going to other nations? Um, yeah, well, you know, traveling, as you know, Heinz, you're also a traveler. It's hard work, eh? Yeah. Uh, people think it's very glamorous, but there's nothing <laughs> glamorous about it, especially when you have to go to either Australasia or if you have to go to the Americas. Yeah. You know, we're looking at 18 hours, eh? In that That's plane. rough. Yeah. So, it's always a good time for me to spend with the Lord. Okay. I've disciplined myself to, you know, to take advantage of these times alone. And in, um, also in, you know, waiting to board a plane, in, um, in the lounge, sitting there, on your own, it's lonely. I mm. uh, never go alone, by the way, Heinz, and I hope you don't either, son. There's a word for you from uh, a seasoned operator never go on your own. I spoke to a pastor not so long ago who's got massive churches, and I said, Do you travel on your own? And he said, Yes. I said, Big mistake. 
Jesus sent out his disciples two, two by, by two. two. Yeah, yeah. Makes a big you've got, difference. You've got to be accountable to each other. Yeah. You know? And when you think that you're so big and you're so strong, now I'll never ever fall into uh, any uh, trap there. You're in big trouble. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old grandfather, and yet I still travel with an assistant. I've got a man by the name of Tommy Vogt. He pays his own way. He goes with me all over the world. But um, I'm trying to remember your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to know your favorite thing about traveling. But it's, it's good. We, okay, well, yeah. the, the favorite thing about traveling is coming home. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> ah, I love that. Um, so yeah, we we uh, we are a bit pressed for time. So I w- I would love to get to the part where I know many people have heard this, seen the movie, read the book, um, but go- I actually want to just share quickly something from my side. I was I was doing a, a we were doing a prayer trail in 2018, running up to the the prayer day. It's time in Mitchell's Plan, and we stopped. In a few places, I was traveling with Graham Power, and we were praying through through Western Cape towns from Beaufort West, running up to Mitchell's Plain, and we got to a place called Swellendam. And when I was there, there were some young kids that were in high school, and and I felt God say to me, "I must just share my testimony," and I and I felt, you know, my testimony. I think my testimony is kind of boring and it's you know not so impactful because it's not this massive turnaround thing, but I just I shared it very very simply and straightforward, and five young people gave their lives to Christ, and I was like, that's wow. amazing. And then then I, th- I realized, and God showed me something because I've had this thought listening to to you at, at many different events where you always tell your testimony, and I've thought that I'm sure everybody's heard this by now, but there's always someone who hasn't heard it. There's always someone who can who can benefit from hearing the story. And I felt God say to me, never underestimate the power of your testimony. Um, so I would love for you to, to share your testimony with us. Um, and yeah, even, even if one life get touched today by that, it'll be amazing. Yeah. Now, thank you. Thank you for that, Heinz. You know, the, the beauty about a testimony is um, nobody can argue about it. Yeah. Okay? Amen. Because um, either you were there or you weren't there, and you have to just believe me. But I can honestly say to you, the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ is as clear as if it happened yesterday. Sure. And that was on the 18th of February, 1979, probably at about 10 o'clock in the morning, in the little Methodist church in the main street of Greytown. Wow. And, um, yeah, there wasn't even a pastor there. Uh, it was what, what we call a lay witness mission. Okay. And it was laymen getting up, giving their testimonies. I didn't really want to go to church, I'll be honest with you. Mm. My wife, Jill, asked me to please go because she could see I was taking major strain. I was literally working myself to death. I was working 18 hours a day. Sure. You know, I've got five little children. I couldn't speak Zulu. I didn't know when it rained here. I came from another part of the world. Yeah. And uh, so it was desperation. Anyway, I went to that church service. And for the first time in my life, Heinz, I saw people getting up and sharing about what Jesus meant to them. Mm. Building contractors, um, artisans, farmers, housewives, students. And the thing that got me was they were weeping. They were weeping. And you know, Charles Finney said, where there's no tears and no amen, yeah. there's no revival. Yeah, and sure. I tell you what, I looked at this and I was amazed. 
And I knew in my heart I needed it. And then, of course, the guy said, if you want to come and give your life to Jesus, come to the front. And that was the beginning of my life. My life was turned. I had a Damascus Road experience. So, sure. From that day onwards, it was turned. And then we came home and I sat in the garden right here, just outside the door here, of this little house that I'm staying in. And a man came to see me. He was in the service. And he said to me, Angus, um, we know you, because I was a bit of a rough character, to put it mildly. <laughs> he said, he said, did you really mean what you did this morning? And of course, straight away, you know, defensive. Of course, I meant, I meant it. Yeah. What do you think? I yeah. You think I would have gone up here if I didn't mean it? And he said to me, okay, he says, I want to challenge you. The first three people that you meet tomorrow morning, will you tell them what you did today? And I said, yes, I will. And it was game on. Wow. And that was the beginning of my life. And I've never stopped since then, Heinz. I think within three months, of getting saved, I was preaching the gospel. By the way, I went forward, Jill went forward, Andy, Lindy, Robin, Fergie was a baby, Jilly wasn't even born, and we started. We got a little coffee bar going in Great Town for the youth. I used to be a power lifter in those days. Yeah. You know, that was when all this year was up here. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. I got a weightlifting club going, um, and ah, man, we got a church built on the farm in 1980. And now we've built another church, a 500-seater. Amazing. And then, of course, God told me to mentor young men, remember? Yeah. And in 2003, I was up at the Game Reserve, up at um, um, up in northern Natal, Umfalosi Game Reserve, and God spoke to me very clearly. That was a decisive moment in my life once. I was sitting there having my quiet time with this good book here. And thought I was doing quite well. You know, I was going to Newfoundland. I'd never heard of the place before. India. I was booked all over. Yeah. And the Lord said to me, almost audibly, Heinz, in my heart. Maybe it's a word here for you too, son. It was found in Revelation 2.4. The Lord says, I have this against you. You've forsaken your first love. You know, Heinz, I couldn't believe it. I was shaken. Eh? Sure. He says, Repent. Otherwise, I will take the candlestick from you. Now, the light is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So now I'm saying, Lord, what, what, what can I do? He said to me in my heart, go home, cancel all your preaching appointments, everything. And I will show you what to do. Sure. I went home and I canceled every single appointment. Wow. Now I'm sitting there. My boys are farming. I'm saying, now, Lord, what do I do now? He says, I want you to mentor young men, just like you, Hans, young men. So I sent out one email. Now, remember, I'm an evangelist. I know how to advertise. I sent out one email. And I just said, we're having a men's conference if you want to come. The first year in 2004, 240 men arrived on this farm. The next year, 600 men. Then 1,060. Then 7,400. And then all heaven broke loose. <laughs> we hired the biggest tent on earth. Yeah. Okay, built in the UK, enlarged in Europe, shipped out for the World Earth Summit, and then we hired that thing. We had 500 rand in our pocket. 500 wow. rand. So, cost million. Yeah. My producer, George Carpenter, found that, te that tent for me. It took three weeks to put it up. No farmers were allowed to touch it just in case it fell down. Yeah. Okay, we had our own weather station up there. We had 30,000 men inside. And I know because my son-in-law cable tied the chairs, 
30,000 inside and 30,000 outside. <laughs> and we fed them. We fed them. I ain't tell this to your wife. Whoa. We fed them the whole weekend. Yeah. I'm telling you, we killed 40 oxen. Oxen. You know what an ox is? Yeah, yeah. In Zulu's garbage. Yeah. 40 oxen for one meal, sir. Sure. One meal. Yeah, and the next year we went open air, you know, 2009 when I had the two heart attacks. Yeah. My life was very, very full of excitement. Then 2010, well, some say 400,000, some say 450,000. I don't know. Yeah. We don't take collections. We don't sell tickets, so we don't know. Yeah. But we filled this farm full. And then after that, well, all heaven broke loose. Amazing. I was at the, I was at the 2010 one on the farm. That was... That was incredible. I couldn't believe what I saw. So many, so many men and fathers and sons, and uh, it was an incredible experience. That was really powerful. Um, I, I want to. Oh, we're running out of time, but I would like to um, ask if something that you mention a lot, and and, I've, and I hear this question from many people is you, you talk about how God speaks to you, that you hear Him, that you sense Him, you feel the leading of the Holy Spirit. Can you, can you help us maybe understand what is that, how does that come about that you hear his voice, that you sense what he's leading you to do and, and that it's so clear? All right, good question. Well, you know, there's no hard and fast rule. I mean, we go back to the word of God. We see Gideon, you know, he used that fleece. Remember, he said, Lord, yeah. I'm going to put a test before you. That's one way of doing it. I just read it in my Bible yesterday. How Moses said to Aaron, take, take each leader of each tribe, take one stick, and you take one, and they put it together in the temple, and the next day, Aaron's stick had uh, almonds and buds, and all the rest were dry. Mm. Now, that's how God speaks. Now, because I'm a farmer, Heinz, the Lord speaks to me through nature, big yeah, time. Yeah. Big time through nature. Um, and, I, you know, I mean, you you know, some people call me the rainmaker. And... Um, <laughs> I always say, no, I'm not the rainmaker. I'm the rainmaker's son. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, we were told to come down to Mitchell's Plain, and you know because you were there. Yeah. And uh, I got hammered for that one. Eh? I said, when we repent, God will send the rain. Well, the end of the story, you know it. You were there. Yeah. But, you know, God speaks to me mainly through my quiet times in the morning. He speaks to me mainly through this book. I don't know if you can see it. This is my agricultural manual. Can you see it? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Yeah. Anyway, so, so this book, this book is Jesus Christ in print. Yeah. You know, 1 John 5, 7, there are three who bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. So who's the Word? The Word is Jesus. Yes. So that's how it speaks to me. It speaks to me through the Word, and He confirms it often through men and women of God. Okay. And, uh, you know, God will give you, Heinz, if you prepare to wait for Him, Son, He will give you as many confirmations as you want. He really will. Sure. But don't rush God. Yeah. You know? And I'm talking to a young man, Heinz, and I'm talking to you seriously. Don't rush God. Amen. And I've had to learn that the hard way, see? And as you get older, I don't have the energy I had when I was your age. And so I move a bit more slowly. And that's good for me because I was very much um, impulsive, you know, mm. wanting to do things on the turn. But God spoke to me very clearly. So I have a quiet time every single morning. I have to. Powerful. I can't start my day with 
Yeah. Like, I mean, God speaks to me every single day. You know, when I leave here now, we're going to go and do a lot of grassroots and family time programs. I've got the team here. We have to go. That's why I unfortunately have to say goodbye to Opos 10. And um, every single day, God gives me fresh bread out of the oven. Love it. And here's a word for you because you're also a speaker. You know, people will work out in five minutes, uh, Heinz, whether you're bringing something from yesterday. Something that's been warmed up in the oven, you know? <laughs> and they can pick it up. Yeah. You Okay. <laughs> they don't want that. Yeah. People want to know what's happening now. So I'm good speaking about 1965 when I gave my life to Jesus. They want to know how are you coping with the COVID-19 yeah. endemic that is, 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 is taking the world by storm. Yes. How do you handle it? And that's when we can tell them, I handle it this way. I handle it through the Word of God. How is it that you and your wife survived 67 days of isolation and five tests, four of them positive and then the last one negative? How did you manage that? We managed that by spending time with Jesus mm. and the Lord reaffirming every morning that He loves us. Yes. That He will not allow us to be tempted above that which we are able that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. You understand what I'm saying, Heinz? Yes, absolutely. That's how God me. I love it. That's so That's how God tells me to have a 2020 Global Mighty Men Conference. That's how he speaks. And then God puts men around me that I can trust. I've got good men around me, Heinz. And some of these men have been with me for many, many years. Eh? Yeah. And I don't just listen. And there's another word for you, Heinz. I'm putting you on the mat here today. That's <laughs> Thank you. I receive it. I receive it. Speak to me. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Okay. I get many, many people writing to me. God says that uh, you need to do this and yeah, that I'm and the sure. next thing. Give your farm away. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. Give your farm away and do this and do that. Wow. And I say, thank you, but no thank you. And you are the this, and you're going to do that. And we say, yeah, thank you. Bye, donkey. And then I go back to the Word. Lord, what do you say? And the Lord says, I want you to stand still and see the glory of God. Wow. Can you imagine in 2003 when the Lord said to me, I want you to cancel all your overseas appointments. Sure. And uh, I want you to go and mentor men. And I said, no, nah, Lord, I'm not going to do that. What would have happened? Yeah. Well, God would have used somebody else. Yeah. But I'm so pleased I did listen because I've had an experience that, uh, Heinz, I can't explain to you. You know, God's been so good to you as well, son. You know, I was I was in your corner when you won the idols. I was there. <laughs> and I was there. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I was there. We watched you. We prayed for you. We rejoiced with you. Wow. Thank you, know, you so much. You know, it's a privilege that God uses you. And you, you weren't scared to give God the glory. Yeah. And the same with me. You know, it's, it's, it's just been, I can't explain it. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I pinch myself. I say, Lord, you can't beat this. And then he takes me to Bloemfontein to a prayer meeting. <laughs> and then I see 1.4 million people. Well, I couldn't see them because they yeah. were out of sight. Yeah. Now, can I just finish up by telling you? Please. May I do this? You asked me a question. You said, how do I hear from God? Okay, I want to finish up with this. I was going jogging, okay, a couple of years ago, jogging up the road, and the Lord spoke to me in my heart, okay, and He said two things. 
He said, it's time. And then he said, one million people. Mm. Now, I nearly fell over on the road, okay? <laughs> you talk about being petrified. Now, look, obviously, we've done a few things before, but nothing like that. Yeah. Now, remember, odds were against us, huh? Yes. We had just finished April. So all the guys had just gone back to the, you know, back to Johannesburg, back to Pretoria, back to Cape Town, back to work. And the Lord says, now, I want you to call a prayer meeting, a national prayer meeting. Heinz, you know how to organize things. You want to sign up as premier singers. Now you are. <laughs> you know, and, you know, you need, a, you need time. I mean, Billy oh, Graham yeah. would take uh, two, three years to organize uh, an event. Yeah. Yeah. He'd send his disciples over here. They'd go to every school. They'd go to every, every if, uh, church, right? Yeah, get the word out. Six weeks. Six weeks. It was only, I remember, I remember, yeah, I was there, I saw the ads, <laughs> it was crazy. In the history of the world, six weeks. Insane. And right up the day, and no guarantee of a soul coming, eh? Nobody, nobody under, under wrote that. It wasn't the Enchia Kerk of South Africa or the Baptist Union or the Presbyterians or any charismatic churches. No one, yeah. no one. Yeah. Only sure. him. And he got all the glory and in six weeks, and I'll never forget the day that I stood on that platform. You know, you know they were going to fetch me. This is my last story. You now that I'm going, I'm running over time already. I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. Heinz. No, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> Heinz, you said to me, "How do I hear from God?" Well, I want to tell you something now. They said they'll come and fetch me at half past one. I was staying in, in a little house in Bloemfontein, and I think I don't know whether they forgot about me. Quite possible, <laughs> or with the excitement they didn't to come and fetch me yeah because the helicopters were going around like bumblebees do you remember yeah we 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 had four hundred and fifty thousand motor cars the airports were closed okay yeah and i'm sitting in the house by myself <laughs> and i'm saying the devil said to me no one's coming that's why they haven't come to fetch you wow yeah? there was no we didn't sell any tickets no one's coming Wow. Then eventually, helicopter arrived. They put me in the helicopter. You know, Heinz, I can honestly tell you, son, I was so relieved that I didn't even get excited. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it must have been amazing to see can. that sight from the, from the helicopter as you flew in. Yo. Yeah, but, but the point I'm making is I was so relieved, okay? Because the devil was telling me there's nobody there. Angus. No. You know, we... We, we put up a platform there. I'm telling you, the sound system, the platform, six million rand. Eh? We had no money. Yeah, yeah. We had a cable that went for two kilometers. Yes. We had, we had 17 sites. 17. Yeah. And we had thousand people at each site. Yeah. Eh? When I landed on, 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 the, on, 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 the, on the field and I walked up onto that platform and I just saw people like I've never seen before. Mm. You know, I'm so in love with Jesus. You know, Heinz Winkler. Jesus is more real to me than you that I'm looking at on the other side of the screen. Yeah. I'm telling you now. Mm. And that is who I'm doing it for. You know, this is my last one. God asked me three questions. Three questions. It's in my book, Faith Like Potatoes. I was driving into Ladysmith for the first event ever in my life. I was booking the Ladysmith Town Hall because I believe God told me to. I was so nervous. As I was driving down that main street coming from Harry Smith, 
It's a long road. First question he asked me, are you prepared to be a fool for me? Mm. I said, yes, Lord, that's easy. I'm a fool anyway. <laughs> then he asked me a second question. Well, this is a tough one, Hans, and you've been there, my, my boy, you've been there yourself. He said, are you prepared to be a fool for me? I said, yes, Lord, by your grace, I'm prepared to be a fool for you. Then he asked me the third question. And that's the one I still struggle with, Hans. Are you prepared to see less of your family for my name's sake? Mm. Well, I couldn't answer that one. And I started to cry. Yeah. I said, Lord, only by your grace. Yeah. He asked me, can you, drink of the, can you drink of the cup? Not the cup of prosperity or success or the cup of fame, but the cup of suffering. Mm. Lord, by your grace, he said, okay, let's do it. And that was it. And I've answered your question. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much. Uh, as, as we end off, uh, can, I, can I ask if, if you would just maybe do a, a short invitation to those who are listening to, to come into this space. Maybe people haven't given their lives to Christ or, or they have, but they are yearning for, this, for the fullness of what that means. What is it like to hear God's voice? And just invite them into that prayer and then maybe pray for people listening right now. And then uh, I would like to just end off with a prayer for you and your ministry. And then we can call it the day. Is that okay? That's very good. Thank you. So, Father, in in Jesus' name, I would like to just ask those people who are watching Heinz's beautiful program, who are maybe unsure if they had to die today, whether they would go to heaven Mm. or not. And it's very simple. Could you just pray this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, today I acknowledge that I cannot do it by myself. Mm. And Lord, I also acknowledge that I'm not hearing from you. It's like I'm preaching, I'm praying, and it's like the ceiling is made of brass. Mm. Lord, I want to meet with you. I repent of my sins. I know you're a holy God. You will not hear the prayers of an unrighteous person. And we are not righteous in ourselves, but we are righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. Who died for us on the cross of Calvary. Mm. I ask you to come into my life right now, Lord, on the 11th of June, 2020. Mm. And be my Lord and my Savior. I give you my problems. I give you my expectations. I give you my future. Mm. I give you my family. And I thank you from today onwards. I will be your son, your daughter, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just want to pray for Uncle Angus, his wife Jill, his family, his children, his grandchildren, all the spiritual sons and daughters around the world. Thank you, Lord, that you bless them, that you strengthen them and guide them. Lord, we pray for this massive event it's revival time that you've called them to organize we thank you for your favor your blessing on that event and everything that goes with it lord i thank you for the daily devotionals and the app and all these ways that people can can get to tap into to what you are revealing through through uncle angus's life and i thank you that they will be blessed and highly favored and I, i just thank you lord that that we are blessed to have him in our nation. And uh, thank you, Lord, for his ministry. May it just grow from strength to strength and glory to glory. I pray that in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Uncle Angus. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much, guys. You're a blessing. 
Thank and you. And I still want to have that cup of tea with you one day. I, I look forward to that. I would love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen you in the flesh. You know that? No, we've met a couple of times, luckily, um, but it was always very brief. Uh, the, guy that, the guy that I remember had uh, blonde hair. Uh, it was a bit spiky. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, uh, that has changed a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think You're the, still looking good, son. Thank You're looking you. good. Thank you so much. You too. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day of shooting and, uh, and be blessed. We uh, thank you so much for this. And uh, thank you to George, who's there as well, helping set this up. Yeah, I appreciate right, you. Yeah. Thank you, George. All right. Thanks, Ian. Thank you so God much. Bless. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Wow. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for joining us today and being part of this. What a privilege to, to talk to Uncle Angus and to, to have him on this program. Um, thank you so much for... for just yeah, Uncle Angus for, for being on the show and, and talking to us and sharing so beautifully from your heart. I was inspired and encouraged and, and challenged in many great ways. Um, and I trust that you were as well. Uh, please share this. This is going to be available on the page, on wherever you've watched it. It will stay there available. And please share this with people that you know need to hear this as well. And uh, tomorrow we are talking to, to Dr. Alan Bagg. He's a pastor here from uh, the Bay Christian Family Church at one o'clock on my page as well. So please join us for that. It'll be great to, to, uh, to see you again. Thank you very, very much. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And remember, God's love can unlock anything in your life. In Jesus' name we pray that. Amen and amen. Bye-bye.